G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. One of my incredible clients from the Fierce Salon recently asked me, how do I think bigger? How do I think bigger? I keep thinking inside of this seemingly small container. I I keep thinking in the same height, (laughs) the same width, the same breadth, the same. I keep thinking in the same way and I would love to think bigger than I do, but it's not something that I know how to do. And I love this question so much because I think that learning how to think bigger is one of the, no, scrap that. It is by far the best, most useful and fun skill that I have cultivated in the last five years for myself. And it's thanks to the coaching that I've received. So here is a guide in how to think bigger. What is the reason why we don't think bigger though? Why is thinking bigger not our natural state? Why do we stop at a certain parameter? Where does that come from? Let's explore that for a second so then we can completely blow it apart. Practice. That's why we're not practiced in thinking bigger. Often our day-to-day does not require us to think outside of the boundary conditions of where we have to go, what we have to do, um, what we'd like to do, what's on our to-do list, what is right in front of us really. And oftentimes that is so all consuming that once we have thought about it, made those decisions, we're kind of decided out for the day. Uh, It's not something that we often cultivate time and practice to develop. It's not something that we give ourselves time to do. Thinking bigger is a skill. It's not something that some people are 
gifted with and some people are simply not it is really it really is a skill i think the other thing is that sometimes people mistake thinking bigger with having to do bigger and do more and do better so we don't want to go there we don't want to think about what we want we don't want to think about potentially doing something different we don't even want to go there with our mind because a it might mean that i have to then go and do it which is more effort (laughs) more time more of what i can't afford or whatever reasons we have for not going for the things that we want it can also feel like pressure to do the thing you know once I've figured it out then I have to go and do it and we can feel a sense of obligation in thinking bigger but also it's a little bit scary like what if I think bigger and what I learn or realize is that everything I have now that I've cultivated that I feel safe in is not what I want anymore that can be kind of a scary thought process as well So I'm going to say all of this under the premise that you're here to learn to think bigger anyway, and I encourage you to go there to those places that feel a little bit scary or maybe you haven't been willing to go to before. And while, yeah, we did just establish that it can cause us to feel like maybe it will be more effort or maybe it will be, I'll realize something that I kind of don't want to realize about myself or my life. Uh, It doesn't have to be like that at all. In fact, when you think bigger... You also think about ways to create the things that you want with more ease, with more fun, with more joy, with more inspiration, with less time. Uh, Thinking bigger is also the antidote to trying harder and putting in more effort. You can find a problem when you think bigger, but you can also think outside of that problem and solve the problem before you need to do anything about it anyway. So the length at which we think never has to stop or never has to cease and never has to end. And oftentimes people, they think big and then they stop because they go, well, now I've got to do that thing um, and that's going to require more effort, more time, more energy and so on. And then they don't go any further with how to solve the problem of more effort, more time, more energy with their thinking before they begin and they just go ahead and they do it. That's not what I would say is really thinking bigger because dreaming is free. Thinking is free. Thinking is about working your way around a problem, going outside the boundary conditions of your very own thinking before you even begin. And so if you come up with a problem like I did years ago, hey, I'd love to be the world champion. That'd be great. Um, Everyone tells me I'm too small to do it. So I'm going to do it. That was a nice problem to solve, except... (laughs) I never asked myself the question of like, what if I could do this without trying harder than I already do? What if I could do this in a way that felt fun? What if I could do this without berating myself for every single time I get something wrong? What if I could do it without the feeling of being insignificant or without the feeling of like, I need to prove myself? If I had actually done that, probably would have taken me another five minutes. Uh, I would have had a completely different experience of the whole ride in and of itself. And that's what I'm talking about. So thinking bigger, it creates problems. (laughs) It creates problems to solve, definitely. Um, It also is the antidote to those problems and any problem that you are sitting with currently. So that's the invitation to think bigger. And if you want to learn how to do it better and better and better, the invitation is to simply practice. Give yourself the time and space to start thinking bigger, to think in different ways. I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that right now. And also, I want to say that if you are someone who is afraid of thinking bigger because you might find out something that you don't want to figure out or find out, it's probably a whole podcast in and of itself, but because I think that some people think that that's what thinking bigger really is. And I just want to say to that, 
that the truth when you uncover it or admit it to yourself it speeds up the inevitable so if you're kind of holding back on thinking or dreaming or allowing your mind to wander in different ways because you are afraid of what might happen if you do allow yourself to go there and to stretch into the truth of what might be it's better to know early than to not and that's all I'll say about that because I think that's a podcast in and of itself but also it's um you know I want to get to the tips so really simple you know thinking bigger bigger doesn't always mean more larger more complexity I remember one day my friend Jackie Nectel who runs the flow consciousness institute said to me you know physical reality everything in physical reality is like possible but she said why can't we walk through walls if we're made up of energy and i was stumped i was like by george she's right why can't we walk through walls sometimes thinking bigger means thinking smaller and my point is that this is all about flexibility of thought as opposed to pushing yourself for more 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 at all times so again it's a practice I'll give you a little activity to do at the end of this podcast but for now what I want you to think about is simply asking yourself questions about the current thoughts that you have so questioning everything that you think already when you come up with a solution ask yourself questions about how this works in different areas of life. When you see something that inspires you, ask yourself questions that bring it into your reality instead of telling yourself the story of that's not for me or that's just for them or I'm not good enough or whatever. Tell yourself a new story or ask yourself a new question like how could I make this my reality? How could I do this today? How could I make this possible? How could I make this work for me? And so thinking bigger is first and foremost, the philosophy behind it is about not believing everything that you see and not believing everything that you think and then questioning beyond what you come to as an answer. Now, here are some questions that I like to ask myself to help me to think bigger. And I hope that you will write them down and take them for yourself and start using this philosophy of thought to question your own answers, to question your own reality, to start thinking outside the parameters of what you normally think about too. So the first question is, why not me? And I like to use this when I see something that inspires me and I used to place people on pedestals quite often. I ask this question, why not me? And why not now? Why couldn't I do that? Why couldn't I start today? It's one way of helping me to think bigger. And that one's more linked to acting, I suppose, acting it out, making it happen. But the whole question of why not me brings up, you know, all of my conditioning, all of my reasons, programming, all of it that gives me an answer as to why not me. And that's, you know, thinking bigger is about questioning that and going, well, what do you, is that really true? Am I really not ready for that? Am I really not good enough for that? And so on and so on. So that is why not me? The next question is, what would 10 times this look like? What would 100 times this look like? And I love this question because I remember um, a few years ago, I was receiving coaching from a guy named Rich Litvin, who's amazing. And I was trying to solve the problem of coming up with an extra $3,200, which was a lot of money at the time. And I thought I had extended all of 
my options to make that extra money. Of course I hadn't because I wasn't questioning what I was doing. And my goal was to just make this extra 3,200 so I could pay for this holiday that I wanted to take. And he said to me, why don't you try and make $32,000? I mean, it blew my head off at the time. I was like, what? What? And he said, if you 10X what you're trying to do right now, not only would it solve your problem, it would probably wipe out this problem ever coming up ever again. And that's what I love about 10X thinking, which I found so fascinating at the time because he was right. So often we are trying to put out the fire that's in front of us instead of thinking about what's a problem that I can solve. This is in Rich's words. What's a problem that I can solve that's 10 times bigger than this that would wipe out this issue in the first place? And so I love that. What would 10 times this look like? Another great question is, I ask this to my clients, like, what's an impossible amount of money that you would love to make? And what would it feel like if I handed that to you right now? You know, because sometimes we think I've got to wait for X, Y, Z to happen. I've got to it's got to be a certain amount of time before I'm allowed to have that amount of money because I've just put it on my list of things that I want today. So therefore there's some kind of made up arbitrary time and space continuum situation that's between me and that moment. And I asked them what would happen? Like, how would you feel if I gave it to you right now? Often the answer is, well, I would feel relaxed or last week I asked someone and she said, I I would feel, I would actually go and rest. And, um, it's just a really interesting way to think about if I was already there, what would I be doing differently? Because often what will get you there is thinking about being Esther and Jerry Hicks put it this way in the law of attraction. You know, you have to become a vibrational match for the thing that you want, which means it can't feel like, oh my gosh, this is so huge. You can't feel like, whoa, I fluked it. It's about actually imagining yourself and being the person who already has it before you have it. And that's in fact, the way to get there. Again, that's another podcast in and of itself, but it's a great question to ask, you know, what if, why not now? What if I already had this thing now? What would I be doing differently? Great question to ask. Um, Another one is in half the time or what about tomorrow or what about right now? So it's a great question because again, that time and space continuum that we place between us now and the us who has whatever it is that we want to create or whatever idea it is that we're placing out into our future somewhere why not right now? What if I did this in half the time? What if I made twice as much in half the time? What if I made 10 times as much working 10 times as less? Now, those questions might send you a little bit cross-eyed. They might confuse you. They might almost bring up some like, you can't do that feelings. And remember, just dreaming is free. This is about allowing yourself to go there because once you allow yourself to go there, the possibility becomes close to you, becomes available, becomes accessible. If you don't allow yourself to go there in thought, how can you possibly allow yourself to go there in reality? Another great question is, what if I did the opposite of what I'm doing right now? (laughs) And I hope this is highlighting to you that thinking bigger is not about blowing something up, essentially. It's about thinking bigger, thinking 10 times bigger, thinking 100 times bigger. It's also about thinking smaller, thinking 10 times smaller, thinking 100 times smaller. It's about taking an idea and throwing every possible perspective at that 
particular idea and not only to see if it works in different areas of life this is how I create my filters that I live through that I make decisions through but it's also a way of testing an idea I suppose seeing its validity so it's about thinking left thinking right thinking up down upside down inside out backwards it's about thinking about other people doing this thing people in other countries people in other cultures, all throughout the world, all throughout time, all throughout history, like throwing this idea and seeing if it's valid in different places and different spaces and different time space continuums. And this does two things. One, it has you question if your idea is real based on you or if it's just a question of your conditioning. Again, that's probably a whole other podcast. Uh, But it's also about giving an idea perspective and inviting new, uh, these new perspectives and these new ideas, uh, to influence how this idea might shift and change and go bigger and go smaller and go left and go right based on the questions that you're asking of it. So it really is about experimenting with thought. And so often you can use this simply to throw a problem that you have on the table and start to question its own validity. And the problem will disintegrate into thin air once you do it. So it's very fun. But I suppose the final question that I would ask is a distinction that I call questioning gravity instead of questioning strategy. And I learned this again from Rich Litvin. This was back in 2017, I think it was. He was coaching my friend Steve August on stage. I remember it so clearly and I have not stopped thinking about that ever since he said it and I guess I've extended my own thoughts on it because it was like this, I mean, when you hang out with Rich, it's like a moment (laughs) and my mind was blown for the next two years. So he was talking to Steve. He gave this metaphor of when people try to think bigger and they actually increase the complexity of something instead of questioning the validity of what they're basing their assumptions on. So in this example, it was, you know, imagine that we're going to, we need to go further and higher up into space and we're going to build a bigger rocket. And in order for us to build a bigger rocket, and I'm totally paraphrasing, uh, we're going to need more fuel. We're going to need a bigger fuel tank. We're going to need a bigger rocket. We're going to need a bigger space station to house the rocket, which means we're going to need more staff to deal with that space station. We're going to need um, more money to pay for all the staff and to pay for all the materials. The materials are going to be more expensive because the rocket's going to be bigger, blah, 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 blah. We're going to probably have to do a different design because the rocket will then be too heavy to get it up into space. We're going to need people to design that. And it just gets more and more and more complex. And The question that Rich asked Steve, which made me giggle and cry, was like, why don't we ever question gravity? Now, I think that this actually came from a conversation that he was having with some of his clients. And so I don't know the original source of that. But for me, it became question gravity instead of the strategy. And I love this philosophy because this is what thinking bigger is all about. We make so many assumptions in the way that we think. In neuro-linguistic programming, we call them presuppositions. We're presupposing that something exists and that something is real. And we base our assumptions, we base our answers off of those presuppositions or off of those assumptions. So in the case of the rocket, we are presuming that gravity can't be 
questioned. Now, whether that's true or not true is irrelevant for this example, but how many things do you base your life upon? How many assumptions do you base your life upon that are actually just assumptions and not real? And you come up with answers to your problems that are based on those assumptions. So when you question gravity instead of the strategy, you're starting to question all of the things that you're making assumptions on in order to get to your answer. And that in and of itself can dissolve a problem that in and of itself can also support you to get to what the heart of a problem really, really, really is. And it also has you shift whether or not you need to do something at all, right? So what if I did this with ease? What if I made it harder? Is it even necessary to do this thing Because I've made meaning of this other thing that means I have to do it. But if that meaning is something that I'm just assuming is true, is this thing that I have to do even necessary whatsoever? Uh, I could give you thousands of examples of that, but I'm going to leave it a little bit abstract for now because I want you to take this thinking bigger and think bigger with it like write this down and use it for yourself to start questioning like where is there gravity around this thing where am I making assumptions and can I question those things so I would say they're probably the main things that I would do to stretch my thoughts there's so much more that I can say on each of them of course but I want to keep this bite-sized or as bite-sized as I can. So I hope that you'll write them down and give that a crack. Give it a crack to think bigger by thinking smaller, thinking left, thinking right, questioning what you're assuming, looking up, looking down. Why not me? Why not now? Why not 10 times this? Why not 100 times this? Why not me? Why not now? (laughs) What about in half the time? And it's not for the sake of putting more pressure on yourself. It's for the sake of opening up a new unconscious loop in your mind that your subconscious will then want to answer. So when you ask yourself really powerful questions, you start to come up with really powerful answers. Now, here are some practice ideas for you. James Altucher writes down 10 ideas a day, 10 brand new ideas. And I think this is a great way to start flexing your mind muscle, coming up with new ideas. And then you could take those new ideas and see if you can think bigger with them. What about 10 times that? What You could do 10 ideas where you simply have one idea and ask 10 different questions and come up with 10 different answers. I think it's a great way because remember, thinking bigger is a practice. It's a skill. It's not something that you have to be born with. Some people are thankfully born with the skill to think big. I certainly wasn't. And it's just made my life so exciting. I've become ever curious from learning and practicing how to think bigger because it just makes me giggle how many assumptions I make in my life. So play with time as well. When you think you want something, ask yourself, what if I had this already? When you start developing a strategy to create something, ask yourself, what if I did the opposite of what I always do in order to get this? And you can hear me giggling because I've done all this myself. And so many times I could actually get the same thing by doing the opposite of what I'm doing. And it would be so much easier and more fun. And um, this is just a really fun game to play. Play with gravity. Would it even be necessary if this problem wasn't assumed? Another great question I'm thinking of just as I say this is what is the meaning that I'm making of everything? Because when we question the meaning that we're making, we tend to have less attachment to it. We tend to see other meanings that perhaps other people have made to the same thing. And we can dissolve a problem that way as well. For example, the definition of consistency. 
right? I used to have this issue with consistency, couldn't be consistent. And when I questioned the meaning of consistency, the meaning that I had of consistency was really a struggle for me. I didn't like it. It meant that I had to be showing up every single day at a certain time. And I'm just not that person. It's just not me. That's why I have my own business and I don't work for someone else that says I have to be at work at a certain time. And when I changed my definition of consistency and just owned it, like, hey, you may not hear from me every single week at seven o'clock on a Thursday or whatever, but when you do hear from me, it's going to be the same. Like you'll get the same consistency of energy. My life transformed and my business transformed. So thinking bigger doesn't necessarily mean doing more. It can just mean owning exactly what you are doing and being okay with it for the first time in your life. That's fun. And then finally, I will say in terms of practice, just be okay with dreaming and not doing. So remember, dreaming is free. You don't have to tell anybody what you're thinking when you're going 10 times bigger and 10 times smaller. Just allow your mind to drift and wander and be free for a little while. You don't have to tell anybody. But a fun side benefit of this is that you tend to come up with ideas that you can't not do. And suddenly, instead of feeling like you need to push yourself to do something, so if you feel like doing something and doesn't feel good, question it, question your assumptions, right? You end up getting to a place where you feel compelled to do something because it feels so easy and so fun and so in flow that you can't not do it. So that's a nice side benefit of thinking big. And the game I want you to play is I'm not going to act on any of this until it feels better to do it than to not do it. Now, if you are interested in learning more about thinking in this way, I run a neuro-linguistic programming training, NLP certification training, and I invite you to check it out. The website is at the link underneath this episode, and we will be opening up spots for that at some point later in the year. So have fun with it. Let me know how you go. Let me know what you're questioning. <laughs> Let me know if you start laughing as well when you start questioning things, because I just can't help it myself. I'd love to know that I'm not alone in that, finding things more hilarious than ever. And yeah, let me know how you go. See you in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.